No child should feel less than or not have opportunities to be great, full of adventure, and ready to discover the world around them. Why did we give Democrats the majority in Congress? We gave it to them. We delivered the vote. We put them there. Because we want everyone, todos, all of our communities, to be able to live with dignity, with safety, with stability, and Democrats have a historic opportunity. Welcome to On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the nation's capital. I'm Esther Averam. Well, as the legislative calendar for Congress comes to a close, people are marching in D.C. to get the attention of lawmakers and the White House to pass the Build Back Better Act to meet the human needs of American families, fight climate catastrophe, and keep fading promises made by Democrats to win the White House, House, and Senate. We'll hear voices on the rights of the undocumented and a call for Congress to keep a path to citizenship on its agenda. But first, we'll go to the White House, where on December 5th, there was the third of three mass demonstrations by the Washington, D.C. area Ethiopian community, the largest population of Ethiopians outside of their native country. They are protesting U.S. support of the terrorist organization, the TPLF, the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front, which is waging war against the democratically elected government of Abiy Ahmed and is terrorizing the country, murdering, raping, ransacking, and looting villages in a supposed advance toward the capital. Meanwhile, the U.S. and European corporate media paints the elected government under attack as criminal. No more. No more. Okay, hi, this is Michael Bice from Underground and Pacifica Radio. I'm with Kabadu Balacho, 
and you are um... I'm one, one of the organizers okay and what is the purpose yeah the, the purpose of the rally this is the third rally actually every Sunday we are coming out the uh, same time uh, to send our message the main purpose of the rally is that the Biden administration they're uh, right now the policy the foreign policy they are following they're taking on Ethiopia and Eritrea is a misguided, uh, misinformed policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethiopia is in a very promising process of uh, reformation into a democratic system. However, there was an ethnic minority ethnic group that used to rule the country for 30 years, which was pushed out by the, the people's struggle three years ago. And the reform, a promising reform was started by the current prime minister, Dr. Abiy Ahmed. But unfortunately, that ethnic minority group by the name TPLF, Tigray Liberation Front, started an armed insurrection against the democratically elected new administration. As a result, there has been a lot of loss of life and people are displaced from the northern part of Ethiopia, including Tigray and Amara. That conflict is still going on. The prime minister is trying his best to do the law enforcement measure to bring everything under control. However, the U.S. administration, especially the Biden administration and the Democrats, because of their long-standing relationship with TPLF, they continue to support that terrorist group. And now they are trying sanctions and uh, bills and other measures to right. bring, bring I, I the, the prime minister to negotiate with, uh, with uh, the TPLF. TPLF. So our uh, message here is trying to tell them that the process or the, the policy they are following is damaging not only to the Ethiopian people, but to the U.S. interest as well. Because uh, at the end of the day, a stable region in north of in the Horn of Africa is to the advantage of the U.S. because of the fight against the terrorism. Uh, if a, a strong, stable, peaceful region is achieved, it is to the benefit of the U.S. Uh, as well as uh, region, the people of the region. So that's what we are constantly trying to remind them, to send a message to them. Next Friday, we do have a grand rally that will start from the State Department and we will be marching to the capital. Uh, that's the 10th? The 10th, that's December the 10th. About at, uh, at 9 o'clock, we will start as the State Department and we will march to the capital. The main rally will be at the capital. And that's, I think, the last day of their uh, uh, session for this year. So before they disperse, uh, we're going to have a big grand rally there. So that would be another, probably uh, 30, 40,000 people we expect to come out. Okay, I know the Ethiopian diaspora is very large in this, you know, in, this, in the Washington, D.C. metro area. So um, are there other strategies that are being employed? Yes. The, in terms of reaching the administration? Definitely. Uh, we do have various approaches. One is writing to the elected officials, starting from the district uh, congress representative all the way to the president. We do that, uh, we conduct that uh, on an advocacy platform called Voter Voice. We have our message in one campaign and we are uh, urging all the people to sign that paper campaign and that will send a copy of the campaign to all their elected officials automatically. On top of that, we do have advocacy groups that are specializing in contacting individual elected officials, senators, and uh, Congress people, and we do conduct uh, meetings with them, trying to explain our stand. Most of them, they do understand it. Uh, however, having the administration to listen 
to adjust their policy is not an easy matter. As you know, politics is difficult in this country. We are keeping on our every venue, every method we can. We are. What about the OU? Don't they have an office here? So yes, the OAU, which is now AU, by the way, is for us that is appropriate venue to resolve to deal with this problem. It's an African problem. The most logical body that has mandate on the African continent is the AU, and we have no problem. And we are saying it should be left to the AU. If Ethiopia cannot resolve it by itself, the next logical body that has authority over it should be the AU. There is an AU initiated, or and so you're saying the AU and not the UN. The UN. Would come next after A. Okay. Right. So that's it. We we don't mind anyone who's with good heart and good face who wants to help, but imposing things on either Ethiopia or Eritrea, and then trying to mendel intervene with what is going on in the country, that is not acceptable. Otherwise, we friends in countries around the world. They do have uh, a say on it, mm-hmm. but legally, the, the one that has mandate is mm-hmm. first the Ethiopian government and Eritrean government, uh-huh. and then after that it would be the African Union. That's uh, what okay. we are trying to. Uh, okay, I want to thank you very thank much. You so much. Uh, we're going to definitely um, have someone come out on the tent. Thanks so much.
This is Michael Byfield. I'm in front of the White House, supporting on the rally here, Ethiopian, against the Biden administration in Ethiopia. I'm with a gentleman. Uh, your name, please? Philippos Malaku Bello. And uh, Philippos, you tell me your story in terms of uh, what, what has been happening. Okay, so the, about the last five weeks has gone fluctuated between 1,000, 1,200, spiked up to about 5,000, and then 4,000 last week. Today, it looks like maybe it got to several hundred, 700 maybe, 600. But what's happening is it's the false reporting on the Ethiopian issue that's happening on a lot of the world media that the call-out is about. And they are standing up against what the TPLF is doing in Ethiopia, Eritrea, the Horn of Africa. Um, their election in Ethiopia, 410 of the seats were won by the Prosperity Party, which is Abiy Ahmed's party. party. And uh, another 16 were dispersed between the other parties and this was um including the tplf no they, they didn't no they didn't win any seats okay now the tplf is about it's less than three hundred thousand people amongst the 5.8 to 6.2 million total tigrayans so no one out here is protesting against tigrayans as an ethnic group it's about the tplf specifically that they're protesting about going on is that there's a lot of pop-up attacks going on and I've heard from many people asking me are they marching toward Addis Ababa but you don't know where they're going to be because it's not like in a line towards Addis Ababa that without the other provinces of Ethiopia besides the Tigray region there's attacks going on constantly and students single women that live alone or sisters that live with each other and these abuses are going on throughout all the other regions of Ethiopia and even the leader of Ethiopia Dr. Abiy Ahmed he is an Oromo so he's not in favor of anybody being attacked that's non-Oromo okay the TPLF they rule the nation from 1991 to 2018. So they had their 27 years where they had a shot to do right. Well, they weren't a liberation front. We call this a particular people liberation front, but they put their own 12, 13, 14-year-old young men, I'm using the word men loosely on a 12, 13, and 14-year-old, and trained them to be in military action. So that's going on as well with the TPLF. For myself, once again, I'm not against Tigray. I have a lot of Tigray friends. There's Tigray people that are here. Yeah. But there's Oromo here, there's Amhara here, there's Gojami here, and, you know, there's Afar here, there's Somali here, there's Eritrean Tigray people here. Tigrenya is spoken in the Tigray province in Ethiopia and spoken in Eritrea as their official language. Uh, this part of the Tigray province chose to still stay in Ethiopia when Eritrea became its own independent nation, going from 52 African countries to 54 African countries. But this election that I spoke about 
that um, 410 were won by the Prosperity Party, it was ratified by the OAU, by the Organization of African Unity. And, oh, well, it's Organization of African Unity. Well, <laughs> do we want it to be the United States? Why should non-African law be conducted by the United States of America? We know that elections in the United States of America don't go all that kosher either. So, you know, I, I like when 53 other African nations come together to ratify the election of each one of its member states instead of bringing in a European and North American power to ratify an election. I think we're very good at, at stealing elections. And we've done it not here alone, but also, I mean, what happened in the Congo and the mess that happened in the Congo, though, not somebody that kept on getting voted out, but stayed in and stayed in and stayed in and with the help of U.S. money, just like the $850 million that was donated on July 27th of 2015 by the Barack Obama administration to the TPLF because they were in power until 2018. This took place in 2015. So it was the TPLF and not the nation of Ethiopia that, that received that the, the funding from the U.S. government? The, the leaders of, just like when it, this funding, when it goes anywhere throughout the world from the United States, anyone, according to corruption, if there isn't corruption in the country, they're the ones that take it and use it for the stuff. That's what's fueling the false campaigns throughout the world. You can buy advertisement. And news reporting can be either investigative reporting, which is what you're doing, with com not coming here with a preconceived notion. Nobody here is handing you $50,000 to report one way or $50 million to report one way. You're doing our integrity. But we know that $850 million U.S. dollars, which translates to $45 billion Ethiopian burr, buys a lot of paper. So... Ethiopia and the United States work together in terms of military alliance well, with, with what's happening in uh, Somalia. A lot of the support came from the Ethiopia. They're an Ethiopian tribe. And then when Somalia got its independence in the 1850s, some Somalis, just like with the Tigray people, some goes to go on to be Eritrea and some states. There's still probably close to as many Somalis in Ethiopia the tribe Somali, then there are Somalis in Somalia. At one time, Somalia was two countries, Somalia and Somaliland. So there's been a lot of evolution within what ended up eventually being one Somalia. Is this a uh, continuing march or expression by the Ethiopian uh, people here? Is this going to continue every Sunday? So far, I, I haven't seen the advertisement for the next Sunday, but usually that pops up about Monday or Tuesday on our um, on our phones. Yeah, in the speech you mentioned uh, December the 10th. Okay, that December the 10th will be from the State Department, and it'll start at 9 o'clock. And they're not going to immediately start walking at 9 o'clock. There'll be some rally at, in front of uh, the State Department. So then it will go from 2200 block of C Street, and then it will walk the 2200 blocks to the capital so 22 blocks but you know 
approaching three miles, maybe 2.7 miles or so, and they're going to be marching down to the Capitol, and they're going to express their disappointment with, yes, with countries that are usually allies. Um, Emperor Haile Selassie, uh, he spoke with FDR through through Gerald Ford. And, um, and there was, the United States has never been in, in a military conflict with Ethiopia. And we don't want it to be. I mean, I wouldn't want it to be in a military conflict for Ethiopia's sake, but also we shouldn't want there to be a conflict but from two countries that have been allies for so long that have been willing to work with each other for so long and that the funding of the TPLF it's at six years ago and that well Joe Biden was a member of that administration they've got the wrong idea on what's happening let me state this clearly that there were Tigrayans that were hurt and even killed in Ethiopia trying to control what was going on about the TPLF in the Tigray region. It's as as having a military, you send them in to try to secure when there is a terrorist organization doing havoc, chaos, murder, killing, kidnapping of, again, the when I said the 12 to 14 year olds and institutionalizing them into becoming military at that young of an age. So Dr. Abiy Ahmed um, had to do something. I mean, if he were to have sat by and let it keep happening in the Tigray province, would that have been a good leader? I don't like when any innocent blood is shed. I'm closer to uh, Martin Luther King philosophy. I mean, I'm around the I run the peace vigil. I have volunteers. I call myself a volunteer coordinator the most. I call myself. But, yes, I'm, I'm at the peace vigil in front of the White House um, daily. So I'd rather have anything accomplished through peace. But by kicking back and putting a peace sign with your fingers, you weren't going to stop the kidnapping. I, I've heard that that Egypt may have something to, to do with this. Right. Well... You know, what's happened is since the beginning of the River Nile, because, you know, a lot of people think the River Nile, we're taught in schools in North America, because I went to North American schools, that the River Nile is a river in Egypt. Yes, it goes through through Egypt, it goes through Ethiopia, it goes through Kenya, it goes through Sudan and Eritrea. So... The other four countries also have the water, but they're just, everyone's supposed to just let it keep on flowing to the north, which is what it naturally does, right? And then only in Egypt are they supposed to be able to do things like use hydroelectric. Well, if they're the only ones that get to use hydroelectric, why don't the other countries along the Nile Basin also get to use hydroelectric? That's where Egypt is helping to fund the false information campaign as well, that Ethiopia is being the aggressor, the Ethiopian official government's being the aggressor. We are trying to encourage alternative energies outside of nuclear industry and fossil fuel. So now Ethiopia is doing that, but 
so many people are against them going and doing something that is not fossil fuel or nuclear. So it's a two-faced thing. And, and claiming that you're trying to be for other energy, alternative energies, for clean energy, and then being against a country that's trying to pursue that. A country that also has a huge part of the Nile Basin. And there is two sources of the Nile. One's the Blue Nile and White Nile. So the, the waters of the White Nile will still get to Egypt. It doesn't stop them from having water that will continue to Egypt because there's not only one source and one head of the Nile. The Nile, there's part of, there's part of the Nile that starts in, in Kenya, part that starts in Ethiopia, and part that starts in Sudan. So a, a complete myth that they're going to stop the Nile from flowing to Egypt. But if, if we only go by the Nile as a river, no, the Nile comes together as the Nile from three different sources of what happens to be the, in Ethiopia. I understand there are other foreign interferences, not only just the U.S. China is China, China is there. Uh, uh, 50, 50 of the 50 Middle African East. countries, 48. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, yeah. 48 of the 54 African countries Qatar. currently have their infrastructure and um, being ran by China. Uh, yes, I mean, the, the Middle East has always had some influence there, I mean, uh, but we also, Israel. We always said Ethiopian Israelites. We never said Ethiopian Israelis. We never said Ethiopian Jews. Uh, later on, maybe when they got to Israel, they started calling themselves Ethiopian Jews, but they never did when they were in Ethiopia. They called themselves yeah, Ethiopia, Beta Israel, Ethiopian Israelites. I know. Of the house of Israel, meaning Jacob, biblical Jacob, from, that, from the house of him. Yeah, so, I mean, Israel has been involved since the time of Menelik I, which is the son of uh, King Solomon with Queen Makeda. Queen Makeda is commonly known as the Queen of Sheba. She is Queen of ruled over Ethiopia. So that, we're talking about a 3,000 year history where Israel's had uh, some hand to play within Ethiopia as well. So yes, it's, when you say yes, it's multifaceted on the countries that want to have a piece of Ethiopia but yet never been colonized. Uh, what is the general view right now? I know Ethiopia is the second largest population in the African continent uh, to Nigeria and uh, three, four years ago was uh, economic growth was projected to be one of the fastest in, in, uh, in the world. Um, what is the current uh, um, feeling right now, uh, you know, with what is taking place? Well, I mean, uh, there's a lot of North American, Canadian, and U.S. Ethiopians-based Ethiopians that are holding off on some investments. And the boom will return when the situation gets handled. Uh, so Ethiopia has no, no need for immense budgeting from the outside world because with the number, as you said, the second largest population um, on the African continent of nationals, 
the amount of Ethiopians that are in Europe, Australia, North America, the smaller amounts like in Brazil and, uh, and peppered throughout the Caribbean, but not one Caribbean nation exclusively, but peppered throughout the Caribbean. There's a, there's a lot of people outside getting education and or earning already after education. Many like for the medical uh, field would have gone to places like Cuba. So, to this day, a lot of people in North America almost demonize anything Cuban, but we don't. Uh, that's why some of the things that are being said surprise people, and like I said, diminishing crowds from peaking two weeks ago and last week still a very large crowd. And this week, while it wasn't a tiny crowd, it was nothing compared to the last two weeks because some people are saying some things that are very that like as a voting block all Ethiopians are going to vote out every Democrat. Myself I'm an independent so I'd rather have all Dems and Republicans voted out and let's get our guys in. Alright, so let's get some Reform Party people in there. Let's get some Green Party people. Let's get some people that truly, truly want to take on a left cause, not seven or eight people that want to take off a left cause and everybody else comes becomes basically a barely left of center Okay, I'm under the banner to, of Democrat. Uh, I'm going to have to end it. Uh, I'm out of time. Uh, anyway, I want to thank you for your participation. Uh, again, this is uh, Philippus. Uh, we're out here in front of the White House for uh, Pacifica Radio Underground uh, show. This is uh, Michael Byfield. That last interview was with Filippos Balacubello, known here in the D.C. area as the faithful coordinator of the Peace Visual Tent Encampment that has stood outside the White House since 1981. Bello, who is known, really known to everyone as Filippos, also has roots in Ethiopia and has taken a special interest in and participated in large rallies held in recent weeks by the Ethiopian community to protest U.S. support of the terrorist organization, the TPLF, the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front. The TPLF attacked the Ethiopian government more than a year ago and with U.S. support has been waging war against the democratically elected government of Abiy Ahmed and terrorizing the country, murdering, raping, ransacking, and looting villages in a supposed advance toward the capital. And now I'm joined by Michael Byfield, who was on the ground at that rally. And so, Michael, what is your main takeaway from the rally with participants calling out corporate media for false reporting and putting pressure on the Biden administration for supporting the TPLF? There are Ethiopians from all over the diaspora. I spoke with people from New Jersey as far as uh, Atlanta, where I know there's another swath of the Ethiopian diaspora. But the general feeling was one of great pride in being Ethiopian. And the message I, I got from most Ethiopians that they wanted to let the administration know that they support the current government of Ethiopia, uh, led by the Prime Minister, Dr. Abe Ahmed, and, and that they were in vehement opposition to the position that the United States administration uh, currently is taking by supporting the TPLF. There was uh, also uh, some kind of uh, a split camp in terms of some of the speakers where they seem to be blaming the Democratic Party and uh, look toward 
either trying to vote against the Democrats in the next election. There seemed to be a big split in that, where at one point there were few people left uh, the rally, but there were many people streaming in and out all day. I would say it could be thousands because when I arrived, there uh, there were hundreds, and uh, and I saw hundreds of people leaving at that time. So the split being that, okay, I think a lot of the local DMV Ethiopian population, particularly in Northern Virginia, took credit proudly for perhaps uh, helping to defeat the Democrat in that governor's race, right? But other people felt differently about that strategy. Just talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Yes, and uh, people here who were uh, very familiar with the local with the the national political landscape as well as the local polit- political landscape know that you're angry with one administration but the other administration is uh <laughs> is worse so uh there you know a lot of people clearly expressed that we, you know we don't want trump and was just uh saying well you know we're in different camps so that that was one one, one thing that was very clear there well, different strategies in terms of being angry with the Democrats or the Biden administration, but not necessarily uh, having such a narrow uh, strategy or interpretation about how to make change. Well, thank you, Michael, for attending the rally. And I guess we should mention that, you know, as we go to broadcast, the, the hands-off Ethiopia contingent along with the, the No More contingent is sponsoring a a march that is going to start at the State Department here in D.C. and we'll be marching to the Capitol. And so so that movement continues and we will do our best to keep following it. Thank you again for being on the ground at the White House. Okay, thank you. Florecer la luz de un rojo amanecer.
This is On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the Nation's Capital. I'm Esther Averam. Activists from groups including Code Pink, Shutdown DC, Extinction Rebellion, as well as advocates for voting rights and statehood for DC, shut down several intersections of Capitol Hill on December 7th and then rallied and even risked arrest for a variety of causes. Here are voices from the contingent supporting a path to citizenship for the 11 million undocumented workers in the United States and advocating for the right of affordable childcare in the United States.
I want us to shut down the naysayers today. All right? There are certain interests who are counting on this bill. No, they are actively working for this bill to fail. All right, let's give me a boo right now. What I have to say to you is they will not succeed. Because we are on the right side of history today. They are fighting for profit, but we are fighting for people. And we need the entire Democratic caucus to unite to do what is right for our country. It is time for the Senate to bring it home for the holidays, pass Build Back Better with citizenship for essential workers, DACA and TPS recipients, farm workers, and all of our families. We have a lot of people today. We have a lot of people today who is going to speak. And I, it's my honor to introduce to you Cynthia Davis. Cynthia, where are you? Welcome, Cynthia, president of the DC Family Child Care Association and member of our great partner at Space in Action. We will share with you about childcare and healthcare for our families. Va a hablar sobre el derecho a la salud y el cuidado de nuestros de nuestros niños. Cynthia, please. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to see so many beautiful faces today out here fighting for your rights. What a wonderful moment and time this is. Hello, everyone. I thank you for allowing me to speak today. My name is Cynthia Davis, and I'm the owner of Kings and Queens Family Child Care Center and the executive director of the DC Family Child Care Association. I'm a member also of Faces in Action. As we know, the Build Back Better plan has passed the House and now in the Senate. On this Tuesday, December the 7th, we are calling on Congress to pass the Build Back Better plan. The House version includes a lot of what we want, but it could be still be better. We want to see a deep investment in child care sector because early learning educators are vital to the economy and the process of supporting the social and emotional development of America's infinite toddlers. We must support the vitality of our future. When I say vitality, I'm thinking of family at, at its peak. Maternal health should not only start at the beginning with conception, it should follow human life with lifetime of care. Parents' maternal health and a choice is and should always be the primary concern. Young mothers need our support and doulas are part of that community too. Doulas need to be respected for their contribution and compensated when the parent chooses these services. Thinking back when I was young and being a young mother myself, I had the, the, I had the community of family, friends, teachers, doulas, and doctors helping me to be the best I can be for my new journey as a mom and a caregiver. Having a village to support me made me and my family stronger. Therefore, we need generational maternal health support. And having a village to raise a child must be the norm. We need the maternal support of $205 billion, and, we'll the, and with these funds, we can build back the, this village that mothers need and are seeking so desperately. Further, the need for passing of the Build Back Better plan 
will uh, early learners in such a way, will help early learners, build back early learners in such a way, sorry, and uh, that it impacts early learning educators through pay equity. When you pay early learners, te early learning teachers an income comparison of their worth, teachers can now focus on children not being underpaid with no health benefits. Thus bringing forward healthy teachers with newfound strength and mental wellness and energy ready and to broaden the minds of our most vulnerable young children in the early development. We need the investment of $380 billion in child care. These dollars will provide pay equity for all teachers, including family child care teachers. In addition, resources for every child in early childhood education, regardless of the school setting. For the first time, family child care is written in legislation. I'm so proud of every last one of us. I have cared for children. I have cared for children for many years in my home-based family child care business. And I'm happy when some of them return with their parents and remember me. I had a few students to visit me before, during, and after the pandemic. The parents either drove by waving and saying hello and stopping by with their children. One of my students is getting skipped a grade because she is doing so well in school, and I'm so proud of her. By paying me and my colleagues a salary that is fair and equal to the teachers in the field forwards me even more opportunities to provide a high-quality care and education for students in low-income families. No child should feel less than or not have opportunities to be great, full of adventure, and ready to discover the world around them through purposeful adult interactions. The $380 billion was seamlessly mend the education and financial pitfalls in, in the child care industry. I'm sorry, I'm so emotional. By allowing these businesses like mine to provide top-notch education with teachers paid and ready without worrying about staff shortages, these funds will bring a long-awaited glory to the early learning sector. Additionally, the $340 billion in health care is needed so that teachers can get health checks, care screenings when they need it, and others living in America can do the same. We need $380 billion to fund, to fund child care, $340 billion to, to fund health care, $205 billion to fund maternal health. Let's tell Congress that we need to pass the Build Back Better plan. I thank you. I'm Cynthia Davis, the owner of Kings and Queens Child Care Center, the executive director of DC Family Child Care
to introduce you to an ally and warrior in our fight to create the world that our families and communities deserve es un privilegio enorme introducirles a una aliada y guerrera en nuestra lucha representative Rashida Talib
And that's it for today's show. This is On the Ground, onthegroundshow.org, Voices of Resistance from the Nation's Capital. At onthegroundshow.org, you can check out all of our current and past shows, contact us, and support us. You can also let us know you like the show on Facebook, Twitter, or at patreon.com at onthegroundshow. Our podcast is On the Ground with Esther Averam, and you can subscribe on all your podcast platforms. And if you check out the podcast, I would definitely appreciate a nice rating from you. Our podcast, our social media pages and website all have a protest sign with green lettering that says on the ground. The music we played this hour included Africa Yay by Teddy Afro and El Pueblo Unida Hamasa Rabancito by Inti Ilimani. Our theme music is Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. I'm Esther Averam. Until next time, take good care and keep raising your voice. Peace. Well, it's the end of the year, my on the ground family. And if you've enjoyed the podcast all this year and you have $33 to spare, you can become a new member at patreon.com forward slash on the ground show is my Patreon page. And that annual option allows you to give all at once. You don't have to worry about your checking account or your car getting jacked up with some overages on a monthly basis just for $3. So with just that little, you could become a new member and really help me to build the show. It's an honor. It's a labor of love to do the show. And I would like to continue doing it and doing it as best I can. So if you can go to patreon.com forward slash on the ground show and become a member during our year end drive. I would really appreciate it. You can also go to the website on the show.org to see all ways you can give, including PayPal, a check or however way you want to give. But Patreon is the number one way because I can send you a email automatically when the show posts and you'll get extra bonus content there as well. Okay. So please don't forget if you are giving or in that giving mode and you can spare anything to support on the ground, I certainly would appreciate it. Patreon.com P A T R E O N.com forward slash on the ground show. All right. Peace.